0: The cult of domesticity podcast a podcast about history true crime and whatever life brings us i'm courtney and every week i am joined by another fascinating person let's see what we're going to talk about this week okay welcome back to the cult of domesticity with prickly pete and faye daniels as our guest again hi yep we are here (laughs) hi we're getting ready to rage.
1: This time we don't have to talk, yeah. we need to listen.
0: Yeah, we still have- you get to put the snarky comments. Yeah, we still get to talk. <laughs> Jesus, this isn't class. So uh, I don't get, get to just like to go grab a fucking
1: cigarette and sit here and just like, <laughs> interesting. I mean, you could do that. Man. I can't see I'm you, uh, I can't judge you I'm for pretty it. sure my wife would get really mad if I smoked in the house.
2: <laughs> she would divorce her ass. <laughs> Take the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see <laughs> that going well. There's no
2: prenup. You get nothing. <laughs> you get the cigarette yeah you get to have
0: the cigarette and i get, get to... that
1: pack of cigarettes yeah. when i get drunk and i'm like i could really use a cigarette right now
0: yeah exactly that's all you get in the divorce uh, so have you guys heard of alfred the great no i've heard of
1: various the greats not that one
0: where yeah where are we at l- where where is he lo- the great of uh so he is the great of England. One of the few. Okay. That gets a name. Still not ringing a bell. Okay, That's I just have to
1: put one thing in before we get going. Um, so I was looking up huh. Alfred the Great just so that I can like read along as we're going. And if you type in mm-hmm. Alfred the on Google, the first thing is Great, the second thing is Hedgehog. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> who's Alfred Hedgehog?
1: <laughs> I don't know who Alfred the Hedgehog is, but I don't want to click it.
2: Hedgehog, cute. I feel like it's something wrong. I feel like it's something very wrong. Well, we're gonna we'll find out after this. We will.
0: Yeah. We'll try that.
1: All right, so tell me but about Wise right, Elf.
0: We, we got we got the real Alfred the Great, the OG. Yes, he was born in the royal state of Wantedge, historically Berkshire, now Oxfordshire. In, Be- this is a fun thing about this period. We don't actually know. We have a range of birth, so eight eight forty seven or eight forty nine, somewhere between there. Okay, he was
1: born. Are we talking BCE or are we talking CE?
0: Uh, CE. So after Romans, during the time of the Vikings, but not quite Oh, so we're Normans. talking
1: Anglo-Saxons then. Yes. Woo!
0: So get ready for all these great Anglo-Saxon names. My Google Drive is very confused
1: by the <laughs> spellings. All sorts of characters that don't exist anymore, like an A and an E smushed together into one thing. It
0: just doesn't think yes. you can spell. It's just like, oh my god, what is she trying to do today? I think it's just crying. I think my Google, my Google Drive, sometimes just cries and goes, "Why
1: spinning out? Why in you search? do this?" Eggbird is not a name. <laughs> you like to fix that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Alfred was the youngest of five sons of King Ethelwolf of Wessex and his first wife, Æthelburh. All right. I love Anglo-Saxon names, <laughs> starting strong. I know none of this. This is fascinating. <laughs> so, when he was four years old, and a lot of this is coming from like, a chronicle and stories, so we're going to take that Salt Bay pinch of salt and make it even smaller. Okay. Uh, this is the generally accepted truth. He was sent by his uh, father to Rome, where he was anointed king by Pope Leo the Fourth. Sorry to remember my Roman numerals. And he gets to and... be king just because? get Again, it's a story. So he basically what we know is he does a pilgrimage to Rome. We assume it's with his father. And they're just... Hanging out.
1: Well, because uh, converting stuff to Christianity, especially in that part of the world at this time period, was hot mm. shit. Okay. So, like, that's why the Pope giving him some clout is a big deal. Okay, so he he yeah. did some Christian stuff, and then the Pope was like, "Yo, well, good there's, enough." There's king. still a shitload of pagans, and like the Vikings are pagans, so like Christianity mm-hmm. coming out into coming out of the woodwork and into everyone's daily life is a big deal, right? So now.
2: So you just got to keep stamping crosses on everybody, and then the Pope goes, "That's cool," and then gives you a, a, yeah, a yeah. king. Okay, because
1: well, yeah, like I mean, the Pope's down in Southern Europe. This is Northern Europe. You got Britain is technically an island nation, so like they're separated. The Vikings are in the frozen north, so like all these folks are still pagans. Okay. Yeah.
0: I would say it was probably his father was getting anointed by the pope being like thank you for christianizing Wessex and parts of like Britain, Britannia at this time. So, here's some kudos. All right. And this is in 855. We know this because it's recorded um on both sides, so the Anglo-Saxons are recording it and the p- church is recording it. Uh a letter to uh, Pope Leo IV shows that Alfred was made a consul, and this is where this confusion of, oh, he was anointed king. No, he's a consul, which is like, he's an officer of the church, basically. And they also spend time at the court of Charles the Bald, king of the Franks, before this. So Charlemagne's family. Charlemagne, not in the assholes of history. We went over this. <laughs> Might be a- molesting his daughters, but not an asshole generally. You're not an asshole if you're uh, molesting your daughters. Is this a Game of Thrones? We is don't a game of
2: reference.
1: Uh, no, is this, this is a history's fun and there's lots of incest reference.
2: Oh, okay, so it's like not it's not the a- worst thing you
1: could be doing at the time.
0: He was a very good king and ruler and things we don't know for sure. His good friend uh, friend Einhart kind of like there's this weird like he hints at weird things and you're like people are like he didn't like his daughters to didn't want his daughters to marry and didn't want him to like interact with people and he kept like but he educated them all this stuff and you're just like why is he like so close to them but like not letting them be humans yeah he's like too he's like like, too into his daughter's social lives like just yeah yeah where people are like huh odd so they return from rome in 856 and the reason why these journeys take so long is because horses and boats yeah they don't move fast and they tire out not the boats, but the horses. Yeah, but boats are sketchy
2: because there's so much disease and, like, hardships that go on them, so... And storms. And, yeah, just
0: anything can go wrong in a boat. Yep. And they arrive, and Ethelwolf was deposed by his son Ethelbald, and so there's civil war that could basically tear Wessex Wessex apart, which is one of the bigger shires. Um, they determined that Ethelbald would retain the western shire, historically Wessex. Ethelwolf would rule the east, and this way they would not have to have... A civil war and lose a bunch of life because at this point we have low population and there's been raids and all of that. Ethelwolf retired to Kent where he reigned as sub-king until his death two years later in 18- 850- fifty eight. I always want to make this a like 16th century stuff and I don't Nope. <laughs> nope. Earlier. <laughs> it's a lot early. It's about thousand <laughs> years earlier Ninth than I would somewhere. like it to be. <laughs> Way earlier. <laughs> so at this point Alfred is a brown 11 and I do love that he has the easiest to pronounce name. you mean but Ethelbert isn't
1: the best name you've ever read <laughs> Ethelbert
0: uh, I don't know what you're talking about that's a great name. We should bring Anglo-Saxon names back for children and dogs. <laughs> I just love that the the A and the E
2: kind of make that like A and E logo like the TV station <laughs> yeah and I'm like Jesus guys like
0: way to brand yourselves early. yeah so he was a studious tri- child who grew up to be a man of determination intelligence resolution. Even though he was suffering from ill health for much of his life, and they've kind of determined based on the descriptions, he had Crohn's disease.
1: Whoa, poor dude, that sucks. (laughs) Crohn's disease is awful.
0: It's isn't it so much pain?
2: Isn't it a lot of abdominal pain
1: and diarrhea a lot?
2: Yeah. Which, how would
1: you control that in the ninth century? They didn't know what it was. They probably just thought that you had, like... Demons? You breathed some bad air, and now you're shitting your pants. (laughs) You got poop demons? Yeah, like... Yeah, you inhaled some poop demons. You were... What is he, like, cursed
2: then? Like, would they be like, oh, fuck, like... (sighs) Throw, like <sighs> hit him in the head with some sage because he's well, cursed. Also as get, shit,
1: like, you can also get like rashes with Crohn's disease. So like, there's no way they hmm. would have thought one thing caused both of those. They probably would have just thought that you were some sort of weird like cursed baby.
0: But he gets to be king. Well,
1: I mean, you mm-hmm. don't get Crohn's till you're like twenty. So
0: well, he's he. They noticed he had it for a while, so he probably got it in his teens. And I just love that medievalists have figured out that's what it was based on reading the descriptions and all of that. So probably it was a. Uh, medical hist- medievalist that figured that out and you're just like what? Would that be on
2: like a like somebody sh- like journaled that down on like a scroll and was like or did he journal it? did he j- have a diarrhea journal like <laughs> <laughs> he had a log yeah he had poop log. He had a poop log yeah he had a stool <laughs> on scale on the fourth
1: day of December <laughs> yeah. 1857 I shatteth five times upon this day <laughs>
2: stage seven it's just like like
0: weird like I sevens. hope that it
1: may only be three on the morrow <laughs>
0: Uh well he's he's one of the more chronicled individuals and he's a prolific writer so it was not a hidden thing but because he was still a good warrior he like people are like dude made shit a lot but he's keeping us up to date wow
2: that's he must have been tough as shit then because to to be able to like <laughs> tough <laughs> <Still> shit
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: whoa put it right in there but to to be able to like still be a really like fit warrior while shitting your brains out like. I just can't imagine that that would go
1: together. I doubt homie was he, that fit. Okay. Also, you, gotta, you gotta remember that, like, everyone back then is, like, starving, so being quote-unquote fit means you're not, like, Skeletor. Oh, okay. Well, he
0: he's also a noble, so he gets enough food. Like Yeah, you like, the that, sheer yeah. fact that he has
1: food means that he's fit, not the fact that, like, you can be yeah. this, like, hobbled diarrhea of goblin and still be <laughs> fucking fit. Okay, so eat.
2: has food but still has fleas. Oh,
1: definitely. Everyone's okay. got fleas. All no right. one's taking Anybody baths. Ask?
0: All right. Got it. They're taking. You're taking your monthly bath. His
1: shit-crusted yeah. asshole is probably not even the smelliest <laughs> thing in the in the fucking castle.
0: Oh, <laughs> gross! <laughs> they have to just change his rushes. Yeah. constantly.
2: They just burn everything. Every week. Everything he touches, they just burn because it's covered in poop. Oh, <laughs> and
0: he's 18, right? We're at 18. That's that's what age we're dealing uh, with. We're yeah. Well, his father dies when he's 11, and then he doesn't take the throne for a bit. Okay, because he's got because cause of he's succession. got brothers. Yeah, there's yeah, there's succession he, rules
1: that's complicated. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So, let's get into the description of Alfred. Esser wrote in his Life of Alfred, like I said, they wrote about him, quote, "He was greatly loved more than all of his brothers by his father and mother, indeed by everyone with universal and profound love, and he brought up in the royal court and nowhere else, he was seen to be more comely in appearance than his brothers and more pleasing in manner, speech beha- and behavior." And in spite of all the demands of present life, it has been the desire of w- for wisdom more than anything else, together with the nobility of his birth, which have been characterized the nature of his noble mind, end quote. So he's good looking. He's smart. He's better than all his brothers. He is. He's got that big dick energy. <laughs> Pretty
2: much. Yes. But he is he the youngest of his brothers? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's yeah, he, kind of low on the succession scale. But he's the best pick. I mean, that Anglo-Saxon. sort of thing can
1: totally happen. Can he We're kill like, his brothers? Huh? Can he kill his
2: brothers? I don't know. I what don't kind of,
1: do you know I what kind of succession it. they used in Anglo-Saxon fucking Europe at the, or Britain at the time?
0: It's hierarchical, but it's also like it's in a sense of brothers. So they will get into how he gets to the throne, but it tends to be hierarchical. Uh, but they'll put someone else in charge if it's an agreement. So yeah, so-and-so might be next in line, but the current king and someone else say, okay, I want you to be next. Okay. So it's more flexible. It's not like if you think of Norman Conquest, that kind of very strict uh, hierarchy of the medieval ages, because we're still tribe mind, plus we're getting into this more rigid sense. Okay. So so he's got a shot. Yeah. Okay. That, that's no, what I was hoping especially for. Cause, yeah. So Esther's. Uh, tells us that Alfred did not learn to read until he was 12 years old or later, which was determined to be a shameful negligence. Again, if you're sitting on the pot, you can just read. It's fine. It's how you can work I it mean, out. I mean, he's not going anywhere. Might as well read something.
1: Is this chamber pot error or is this pre chamber pot where you just shit out the window? Uh,
0: it's. I mean, I'm assuming chamber pot error because some of, them,
1: some of them old castles just literally like underneath the window, there's just a box with a hole in it that you sat on, you shat into, it and it went straight out the wall. That's gross. That's so fucking gross.
0: It's still better than Versailles, which has zero bathrooms. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's better than a poop
2: street. You just sit on the, you shit on the floor. You what is Hallie. happening
0: in there? In Versailles, people went to the bathroom in the hall, and, like, in the stairwells. It's a documented fact. Ew! Like, wealthy people, like, like in servants' stuff, yeah. It's disgusting. God, get it together. So... He was noted for, uh, to be an excellent listener, had incredible memory, and retained poetry and psalms because that's what we got. Poetry and psalms. A weird thing. And one of the stories we have of Alfred is his mother offered up a book of Saxon poetry to him and his brothers and telling them, I shall give this book to wh- whichever of you can learn it the fasted, fastest. And Alfred uh, won that. Yeah, hands down, he's just, like, shitting and reading.
2: He's not doing anything else. And if he has a good memory, so he probably has a photographic memory. Yeah, and
0: so he's just going to fucking look at everything and be, like, done. Mm -hmm. He's also noted for carrying around a small book, probably either a pocket notebook or a prayer book. And he, he was also an avid hunter of every branch of the sport, so probably archery, on horse, spearing, stabbing, slashing, poking with things. So he is pretty fit. I don't hunt. He's yeah, got, he's got to
2: be at least semi like coordinated and fit, keeping in good good enough shape to hunt down things,
0: especially while well, riding a horse. Jesus. Yeah, that would definitely, if you have Crohn's disease, not feel great. Yeah. He's also noted for being the most open-minded, being an advocate advocate for education, and uh, they think he really got this love of learning because he couldn't read and write till like he was already half grown. Really? Huh. So he's I mean, he sounds he sound like a stellar dude. He hasn't done anything yeah. crazy yet, but he sounds like a stellar dude. He's also a child, so <laughs> I mean, got, Most, gotta start it somewhere. He's no Joffrey, so. Uh his father, Ethelwolf, died, and then he's the kingdom is ruled by Alfred's three brothers in succession Ethelbald, Ethelbert, and Ethelred. Okay. Do they do they get long times on the throne, or is it like Um reasonably like the problem is they're they're fighting the Danes, which is the, uh, the Danish English version.
2: No, they're uh, Vikings. 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 Okay. Vikings. So before yeah. Denmark even. Ex- well, the kingdom of well, Denmark exists. Yeah.
1: But the kingdom of Denmark report- is one of the, so like Denmark is technically part of Scandinavia, which is basically where you can assume Vikings came from. So everybody's just Vikings at that time. I mean, if you're from Norway, Sweden, or Denmark, then yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So they're fighting, and they fight would things. just refer to you by the the region you came from. So it's the Danes. Okay. So they they know there's specifically the Danes coming in fighting them on the uh their eastern coast. Huh. So there's also a lovely legend that young Alfred spent time in Ireland seeking healings, you know, for his Crohn's disease, and they determined that it was Crohn's disease in the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine, Volume Forty Eight in 1991, in case you want to look it up. Okay, cool. No, that that is neat that they, like, have... They found where, like, he came... He went to a doctor and was like, yo, help me. Yeah, again, like, when he started writing, I think he just started recording it because it was just easier. Because I, I, if I remember correctly, from Chronicles, it helps if you track, like, your attacks, so that way you, you can kind of figure out, oh, this makes it worse, this makes it better. Yeah, find
2: figure out uh, the pattern, and then especially if he takes the pattern to a healer can be like this is what's going on and they can have a better idea of what to what crazy grassroot to give him.
0: We're going to give you some leeches and some of this weird water we don't know what does but probably has sulfur in it. Uh, yeah, like here, just drink these chemicals that be fun. lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mercury. Pump That's blood always was my used favorite for everything too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we don't really know what happens to him in his the short reigns of his older brother Ethelbald and Ethelbert. They just describe uh the Anglo Saxon Chronicle describes the great heathen arny- army of the Danes landing in East Anglia with the intent of conquering the four kingdoms of basically Anglo Saxon England in sixteen or eight six sixty-five. To keep trying to Wait, make is it. Is that uh six... is
1: that Ivar the Boneless Great Heathen Army?
0: It might be. I can't remember which I one. I only it is.
1: know because Ivar the Boneless is a like mm-hmm. known like um Viking like commander guy, and I think mm-hmm. it's hilarious because he was named the Boneless because he was impotent. So he couldn't get Could a get boner, a... so they called him the Boneless. Oh, the Vikings. no. Yep. So the Vikings were like, "Ha ah, your penis doesn't work. Here's the nickname of the Boneless. It's such
2: a Which... badass name, and then you find out it's because <laughs> his penis is broken.
0: Vikings. We're literal. Fucking Vikings, man. But we do know at this point, Alfred's public life begins at age 16 and so in 865 with the six- accession of his third brother 18-year-old Ethelred.
1: So they're all young. It's great. Now I do want to ask, do you know why he's Alfred and he lost the Ethel like um, prefix on the name?
0: They don't know why his name was chosen, but it was pro- like there's been other Alfreds. It's a really really old name in uh, England. Well, his, so his father
1: could've... had Athel and his three brothers had Athel as kind of their, like, the prefix for the name. So I didn't know if there was a reason that they were like, oh, Athelred, what's close to the Alfred?
0: I think it's also we just, because uh, you can spell, like, those names differently. And I think Alfred is just spelled differently because we've continued that name. So we dropped
1: the A.E. Well, I looked and it looks like it's still, it's not Athel, it's not like Athelfraid or something like that. It's still like Mm -hmm. Elfraid. So I I was just wondering if you knew why he lost the full part, I guess.
0: I think it might just be like they already went through the other family names because they tend to just like English kings have the same 20 names.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: (laughs) So I think they were just like, okay, we ran out of the A.E.'s next one. Elfred. Okay, you're up. Yeah, because there's there's a certain point when you have like kings and queens, and it's the same names for about a hundred years, and you're just like you have to preface which one it is. Yeah, that would get very confusing. There's only one King Stephen though in England. <laughs> only one <laughs> King Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, he didn't last very long. Oh, Steve tried. <laughs> um, Steve tried his best. He did. So during this period, Bishop Asser gave Alpha Fred a unique title of sec hmm, this is Latin secundarius which uh is basically this is the successor to the current monarch probably and means
1: secondary or something like that
0: Yeah pro- it probably it yeah. looks kind of like it Latin it's still here Yeah
1: Latin's pretty much English is pretty much Latin and German Yeah
0: <laughs> explains a lot and this had been sanctioned by Alfred's father or by the Witan which is basically uh Precursor to the Council of the Barons, which is will become Parliament, like the House of Lords. Okay, this is just early Parliament
2: chilling. It's a bunch of dudes, I'm guessing.
0: It's an early group of uh, elder chieftains, warriors who give the king uh, advice, because the king is basically their leader in war. So this is Anglo-Saxon rules. So this has been developing since the Celts and the Celts. And they just have continued it and has a formal name. I mean, it's great. It's a great name. And I wish Parliament, wa- the House of Lords, was called the Witan still. But Yeah, that's a sick name. Sounds like they're part of the Wu-Tang clan.
2: Um, so did all of his brothers... So they all end up dying young, I assuming, from, like, mm-hmm. battle?
0: Yeah. They... Just because it's so common now with the Danes. So the Danes... If you have watched the show Vikings, you know they have seasonal... Basically raiding, so they're constantly trying to get them to not raid their land. Okay, which is good. Or
1: uh, well, if you've ever played Crusader Kings, as one of those countries, that's how you make your money in those countries. Mm-hmm. You have to go raiding. Is
2: is you go raiding and you get you get money? Because mm-hmm. it seems and like we've we've gone through the the Ethel boys pretty quick.
1: The Ethelings. The Ethel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got one left. Yeah, it, it looks like he's he's up, but it's like damn. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. It's not that young to them during the time, but it just seems like these kids would just be starting out for our time, but they're kind of in like the middle of their life. They also
0: like would start fighting at age 15. So by yeah, that's pretty much like an adult back
1: then
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. You would, you would live to 40 or 50 if you were, and like people did live longer. It just depended on your position and where you were.
1: Also, you have to remember that, like that, this is the time period where they're like, "Has she had her first bleed yet?" Then she's a yeah, woman. So. so, like, you, you, like, ages are a little bit different than nowadays. Yeah, that's where we of, figured out yeah, that your brain's not even out. done cooking until you're twenty five, <laughs> which
0: explains a lot of conflicts that they have. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> you think about it; it's all teenage wars. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, it's pretty much to make it so if there, if Ethelred falls in battle, the succession is secure. And this is the tradition among other Germanic peoples, such as the Swedes, the Franks, uh, which are closely related to the Anglo-Saxons, to crown a successor as a royal prince and military commander. So you have to be king and commander, and they weren't pulling, like, current military strategy. They were fighting from the front. Oh, God. You know, they're in there with you.
1: Okay, so yeah. What was, like, a big morale thing was to have, like, the king out there, like, fighting with you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see that your king's going in, you're much more willing to, like, sacrifice yourself. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, in 868, he marries Elswyn, El the daughter of Ethelred, surnamed Mickle, the <laughs> Omen's of the Gains, which is a tribe, probably um, one of the tribal groups like the Mercians. And we know that her mother was at a birth member of the Mercian royal family. So she's pretty good with all the royal blood mixed is she good, related good to him? No, it's another um Ethelred. Okay, cuz he's element of the gains and they're they're the wa- they're in Wessex. So Okay,
2: cuz one of his brothers is named Ethelred. Again, remember what she's talking about there's like four
1: names yeah. to choose from. Yeah. Okay. Well, you roll the dice. So I googled it real quick and the Ethel like um <laughs> prefix means that you're like from a royal lineage. Like oh, okay. you're, you, that means that you're like able to be king. So it's also possible they dropped it with his fourth son because they never thought they'd get that far down the line.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So so he's married now. Yeah. Elswin had with uh, Alfred had five or six children together. You know, who's to say? I mean, you got to keep popping uh, them
2: out. Think, the things are just happening to them sometimes. Yeah.
0: We have Ethelflaed, Edward, Ethelward, and Elfit. I'm gonna go with that it's their pronunciation. Jesus, isn't Ethelwald in there somewhere? Nope. Oh, they didn't, they didn't continue that one. No, no magical child, Ethelwald. Oh, Ethelwald's I his like, nephew.
1: I just know that yeah. like this comes up. I actually now that we're talking about this, I do actually know who Alfred the Great is. I just forgot that the Great was his thing.
0: Yeah, um, I just like Edward among all those. He's the Alfred of the family. Yeah, they just are like, like okay, Ed. Mm-hmm. So. At this point, the West Saxons and the Mercians were then engaged in a war against the invading Danes, and Alfred took active part in this uh, the struggle. He was recorded at fighting besides Ethelred in an unsuccessful t- attempt to keep the great heathen army led by Ivar the Boneless out of the adjoining kingdom of Mercia. So they're basically the first front and fighting the Dickless. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Fighting the boneless with his sword.
1: His floppy dong just <sighs> flopping in the wind as he's running at you, like charging down the field. That's how
2: they win is
0: everyone just gets scared. They're like, oh, his snake is weird. He doesn't run. have
1: a boner. Because everyone gets a boner before <laughs> that'd be, battle, I, so.
0: That would be Creeper if he got a boner like mid-battle. I like, think he oh, happens. fixed itself. <laughs> that's the only time he can get
2: hard is mid-battle. It's mid-ba- oh, my God. It's just That's the original like weird sociopath
0: problems. <laughs> We found his kink. Uh, So the Danes specifically arrived in Wessex at the end of 870. They fought nine battles that following year with varying outcomes. And there's some recorded, some not recorded. It just also were in the ninth century. So shit's been lost. Yeah, it, um, it makes
2: sense that like it's just it's too far back to know exactly all the time what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he... Uh, Alfred ascends the throne during the thickest point of this conflict uh, and before the end of the year he succeeded in a- effectively making a peace and they think this is the start of the Dane law which is basically we pay you don't don't kill us okay so we're doing we're doing a money
2: truce of like we'll give you money just stop fucking with us mm-hmm.
1: well yeah that's what that's literally what like a protect what are those fucking the thing the mafia does we talked about it because fucking um Oh maybe it yeah no it, it fucking what's this fuck It's like a projective <laughs> order? Yeah. Well what the, the fucking yeah. thing that the fucking mobsters do where they're like give me money and no nothing bad will happen to your fucking shop. Oh. It's just okay. basically
0: a tax. It's a protection tax. Okay. Yeah. And so Dane law they do it every like every year and they gave them some land cuz they wanted to settle their people there. So they're that's why it's kind of funny portions of England if you look at the names they're a little different. I mean Anglo-Saxon is is also a little different. Okay. But it can get this it can was, get modified depending on what's going on in the region. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's an eastern portion. You can if you look up uh, area of the Dane Law, they will show you like where it is. Uh, okay. this is in accordance with an agreement that Ethelred and Alfred had made earlier in the year at an assembly at a place called Swineburg. We don't know where it is. Probably got basically swine, anymore. probably got pigs.
1: Swineburg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Swineburg. Uh, so it sounds like the Swedish fish should say it. Yeah. Or Swedish Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> just as, it's the early Swedish. Oh, uh, if you fish. open a bag
2: of Swedish fish, it's like Sweinberg. Sweinberg. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say every time. <laughs> yeah. As they die, that's their like battle cries like Sweinberg! And they just drive right in your mouth.
0: <laughs> but we're losing King Ethelred. Like he's losing he lost mm-hmm. his last brother. Yeah. Ugh. Uh but both brothers agreed whichever one of them outlived the other would inherit the personal property that King Ethelwood. Had left jointly to his sons and his will. So basically, he had been like, "This stuff is for you guys. Split it up as you will." And they're like, "Okay, we're the last two left. Shake on it." The deceased sons of like all his brothers would receive only the uh whatever property and riches their father had settled upon them personally, and whatever additional lands their uncles had acquired. So, basically, if one of the brothers got more land and then they died, would go split to them and kind of a cumulative pot after a while okay all
2: right makes sense makes makes sense of mm-hmm. what you would do you don't want to lose any land so you just keep giving it to somebody
0: yeah and really the reason why alfred's accession went uncontested was his nephews were so young and they're in the middle of war so you don't want them <laughs> leading your armies like a, a, a four-year-old child yeah look like a child can't do it so let Poopy McGee, The
2: Last Son, fucking do it.
0: Yeah. So they get a couple years of peace because of paying them until about 875 when the Danes renewed their attacks, and the Viking army does withdraw from Reading in the in autumn of 871. So a couple years before, to take up winter quarters at the Mercian London. So they hang out in London for a bit. Okay. The Vikings. I just Let's go chill in the London. Viking, God, London is old. Yeah, I just love how much the Vikings don't give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, I guess we'll go. So they actually have found hordes dating to the Viking occupation of London, 871-72, in Croydon, Gravesend, and at Waterloo Bridge. Okay. So it just shows that they, this, were,
2: they were there, they were kind of dominating everything.
0: Yeah, and it shows the cost of making peace with them, so they paid them to go basically somewhere else. So they pay them... The Vikings go somewhere else. They pay them. They go somewhere else. It's it's a great way to make money. Yeah, the Vikings are coming out like bandits on this. So they come back in 876. In 877, each time they're like, we'll be peaceful. But in 878 comes the great invasion under Guthrum, And this is the low watermark for Anglo-Saxon kingdoms. With all other kingdoms falling to the Vikings, Wessex alone is still resisting. And if I remember correctly, it's the biggest Of them so it they fall you're like oh crap
2: so this is the biggest
0: like war or like is this the biggest
2: like region they're trying to take
0: over yeah this is the biggest kingdom right now in England so this is not even talking about Scotland or Wales it's just England they were broken up to several kingdoms and Wessex was the largest okay so if they take Wessex
2: the Vikings pretty much have like control they have got a very over...
1: strong economic foothold in England if they take Wessex.
2: Okay. So don't take yeah. they can't take Wessex.
0: Yeah, and they'll they'll basically have all of England. So it like unless they're going to do a massive rebellion, it's over for them. Wow. Which okay. is the fear. So they meet with da- the Danes with success, but about Easter Alfred establishes himself at Athelney and then later marches to Brixen gathering forces and you want to assume that other forces from other, like, kingdoms are coming to help him because they're like, I don't want to be under the Vikings, which I've heard wasn't, like, I've read it wasn't horrible, but the taking over process was aggressive. Yeah, I, I assume nothing is, like, you know, fancy
2: or very civil. It's just a lot of, like, smash and grab.
0: Smash and grab and rape. Yeah,
2: that's 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 what I figured based off History Channel knowledge. Which is pretty true
0: for that. That was pretty accurate. Okay. And, and the equality of females in that society, which I'm like, hey, Vikings, good on you. At the Battle of Anthonum, and it's probably Eddington near in Wiltshire, Al- Alfred defeats the Danes. He gets Gunthread to agree to peace and consented to be baptized. Whoa! So just imagine how happy that pope is. Just waving a little, like, I don't know, flag with a picture of Jesus on it. Yeah. Having a great time. He's getting, the tr- he's getting the cross
2: stamp. He's just being able to be like, hell yeah, you're allowed into our sweet club of Christianity now.
0: Yeah, you want to attack other Christians because that's how that works. Yeah, if you're part of our club, you can't be fighting everybody. We definitely don't have inter-Christian battles at all. No, not at all. Everybody's
2: <laughs> super peaceful. So peaceful. Uh,
0: so then we get another legend about Alfred at this time. The story of the burnt cakes oh, The story must be told. The account this is an account from his visit to the Danish camp in the guise of a harper and just really he's dressed up. We fi- they figured out it or- originated in the 12th century chronicles and tells how he first fled the Somerset levels, Alfred was given shelter by a peasant woman who was unaware of his identity and left him to watch some wheaten cakes as she le- had she had left cooking on the fire. Preoccupied with his uh, problems of the kingdom, Alfred, let the cakes burn and was scolded and he like learned from this and then uh got some
1: peace that is such a fucking british folktale i'm like <laughs> so upset by how like just uniquely english that is he was making you burnt the cakes you burnt the and cakes our tasteless cakes are now slightly tasted with burn you must be punished <laughs> yeah, for pre- your actions
0: how old is he he's like the king and he's he's like getting scolded by this lady but she doesn't know he's the king. He's hit, he's like dressed up okay. as like a, a beggar or a harpist. Yeah. So, for 15 years the kingdom's at peace, but guess who comes back? The Danes. The Danes What is what is wrong with them? Why do
2: they
1: keep they need more money. They don't do anything to make money. They just <laughs> take it from other people.
0: They just go up to people like, "Bitch, where's my money?" God, then I'll pay you. What a but
1: bitch! where's my money. Yeah, that's that's their fucking income is just taking it from other people. Is Viking, being... Viking is literally a verb, which means it's a pillage and rape. So like,
2: it's just being shitty little trust fund kids that are like, give me more money,
1: and then they're, they're not just... trust fund kids though. They're like shitty bullies that just come. But of they're take not doing anything. Money. They're just like
2: laying around,
0: being like, give me money. I mean,
1: they're taking more stuff from more countries. Oh,
0: trust me, if you don't pay them, they're gonna kill you. Okay. All right. They. So. All right. They're. <laughs> They're gonna
2: they're yeah. gonna square up if you don't pay. Okay. They live in the frozen north. Yep. It's not like they're growing their own food. <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: assume they uh, all live they in, were... in
2: Iceland or whatever, and they're all green. Everything's green.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're up in Scandinavia. They're having a great time, but they they managed to uh, drive them out and establish their uh, Saxon supremacy. So you know you have 15 years of peace before the Danes come back. What does Alfred do? Turn to education. Oh, I was going to say make more kids, but education works too. He's probably working on that too. Okay. So basically because of the continued, continued pillage of the monasteries by the Vikings, and it really interrupts your education when you're getting stabbed. Education standards had diminished in the kingdom. So he founded a court school to educate nobles and encouraged the great scholars of the day to like come hang out. So he did the same thing Charlemagne did. He was like, I got this really nice school. Would you like to learn here? And they're like, ooh, look at those quills in those books. I'll be right there. <laughs> Whoa, that's really cool that he, like, was adamant that somebody
2: needed to get educated. Like, maybe not everybody can because people are still, like, working in fields and stuff. But at least somebody needs to get educated to keep the, the stories going.
0: Yeah. And also, he made that English would be the official written language. So... I'm gonna say semi-standardizing it, but we don't get standardized language till the 19th, 20th century. And he personally translate it, translates into English. So from other languages, the history of the Venerable Bede, which is how we get a lot of our pre-Saxon history of England, Boethius' Consolation of Philosophy, the Dialogues of Gregory the Great, Gregory's Pastoral Care, Aureus's Seguilikes of Saint Augustine. And everything else, like, before this, it was written in Latin. So we're getting English vernacular books, which is really uncommon at this time. And it's this is when vernacular becomes a thing, hmm. like, in writing sense. You always I spoke, didn't... like, they, people would speak, verna- like, in their vernacular, but, like, at courts, you would s- probably, if you had guests, you'd speak and write in Latin, because it was a common language. Wow. I didn't,
2: I didn't think that was, like, happening that early on. I thought they wouldn't care that early on.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh... Charlemagne has a document that has the first recorded writing in vernacular French and German as well as Latin. It's like insane. You're like, what? Nah. But, and it's, it's really still only the elite who is writing in English and in Latin. Uh. He also decrees that copies be made of these documents and placed in monasteries and churches and frequently updated, which is really key because before making a book is someone's life. Yeah, depending on the length of the book. So he's like, "No, we need to keep these updated. Everyone needs to have them." And we still have some copies of them. And it's really the only reason we have literary sources from the English of English history from the departure of Rome, Rome to the Roman conquest. Are those are those really expensive? Do people pay big uh, money for them? You probably can't buy them because they're either at a library or a museum. <laughs> so you have to steal them like the Declaration of Independence. You probably can go see them. Uh you can like, depending on the condition, they'll let you go see them. You might have to request it. I've seen someone who like was dealing with a Illuminating Manuscript or, uh, the Book of the Nels Nels in Ireland is now completely digitized, so you can see it all online. Okay, I was we we recently
2: did a um a like master forger, so I keep thinking of like, mm-hmm. wonder if he tried to forge some of this crazy shit. Probably.
0: So. Alfred really made Wessex the rallying point for the Saxons, freeing the country from invaders by uniting of all England and basically starting to make England as we know it. He also established a legal code forming the body of Saxon law based on the Code of Offa of Mercia, which limited the practice of blood feuding and imposed heavy penalties on those in breach of a sworn oath. So this really stops, like, blood feuds would be like, oh, you, you killed my brother, now I have like... I'll go kill one of you, and then it just keeps going back and forth, and we're having it all written down so that way people know about it. He's also credited with establishing trial by jury, law of Frank Pledge, and other institutions that really are ingrained now into our legal system, because we're based off the English legal system. <laughs> he was represented as the founder of Oxford, but that claim was uh, recently disproved. So Sorry, Oxford, to the and Oxford the uh like college. Yeah, like uh, where Oxford University is, like they're like Yeah, he, yeah, you he know, like that, the
1: best university in the world that like that Oxford.
0: <laughs> the Oxford comma. Like those little bitches. Uh
2: yeah. But he so he's basically like modernizing this whole area and trying to like set it all up for for like way more civilized lasting time.
0: Yeah, he's trying to just break, he's at this point England and the like these kings you don't make new laws. You ca- like you deal for situations and then you have precedent, which is why England's laws are, like, trying to figure them all out are so confusing. So he just gathered them all down and made them written. So that way, every like, everything would be, like, Consistent? you can enforce it
2: because... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, good for him. He's just, he's pulling them
0: out. Yeah, and he's taking away laws that no longer apply. So he's basically writing and, like, clearing laws... Uh, So he also founded monasteries, rebuilt them. uh, He dies in Wantage in 899 at the age of 53. So look at him. So he made it. We got one brother that came out and he like made it full life. Yeah. He remains the only English sovereign to ever receive the epithet of the great, which was bestowed upon him in the 17th century. So that's like crazy that so much later they're looking at what he did and they're like, yeah, we're going to add some a little bit. At the end of
2: there. Wow. I mean, he seems to be like a stellar king for the time
0: frame. Yeah. And then we have a little bit of a mystery at the end. After he dies? Yes. Oh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> where was he buried? That's, well, where are his bones? It's the real question. See <laughs> he like Anastasia? Like he's like
2: still out there somewhere? Gotta go find his ass? He's got amnesia?
0: No, they found Anastasia. She was uh, down a well. Oh, she did did they find her? Yeah. I thought they found her
2: brother, but they didn't find her.
0: No, she was a little further down. Oh, she was further she down. She probably was running. Damn. Damn, girl. Yeah, read up on that. That's depressing. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna... gonna cover it All soon. Alright, I'm gonna have to update my
2: my Romanov stuff so I can know <laughs> I can know what happens when, when you cover it.
0: Yeah. So Alfred was buried at the old minister in Winchester. A few later on when they completed <laughs> they completed the new minister which Alfred had founded. They moved his body there. Then in the early 12th century, King Henry I, one of the several Henrys. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of Henrys. I I remember that. (laughs) I think they only did eight and then everyone else was like, not touching that. (laughs) (laughs) For the firstborn. But yeah. So he's like, I'm going to extend my palace at Winchester, which would make uh, the new minister being demolished to accommodate his plans. So what to do with these bones? They removed the bones of... King Alfred and King Edward the Elder to outside the city walls to a new monastery to co- to accommodate their tombs and you know the they then reinterred their bones uh all the Anglo-Saxon kings to the high altar at Hyde Abbey but if we remember our other king Henry the most famous of all them Henry VIII who was such a dick Yeah, I would say that was the biggest dick. Who knows, he might have had a tiny dick. Yeah, very look
2: he's got he's he's with, what was it, little dick energy he's gone too much no he's uh, he's gone from like trying to have big dick energy he's got little dick energy but he was definitely the biggest asshole
0: yeah i think they've determined like dick size relates into like how many daughters and sons they have and i think if you the smaller the penis like the more daughters you have but don't <laughs> don't cite that <laughs> that's not, that doesn't that's sound science. like real science
1: <laughs> that sounds like one of them old wives tales
0: but I mean, he had nothing, so he had two sons. Wasn't one illegitimate? Isn't that the one? Isn't this Wha- the one that's like got the? Well, the question is on? how he. We have one recognized illegitimate child, several other possible. Okay, but he just and then like a lot of like daughters. Oh yeah, because yeah, he was I he think- was the one where he kept
2: getting daughters, but he really wanted a son. So doesn't he kill one wife and then marries another? To uh,
0: we have. Oh, I think you have a different Henry. Died, beheaded, died.
1: Died, beheaded, hugged. alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... You know what's great when your wives have, like, a rhyme? Yeah, like, they <laughs> they have, like, a series of events, so you're like, I can definitely pattern this. Yeah, so Henry, uh, to marry Anne, made his own church, which I like to call Catholic light. Okay. And Dying Catholic. And dissolved... <laughs> If you're Anglican, it's Catholic light. It's like Lutheran. It's Catholic light. It's just changed Catholicism.
2: We're using fake sugar instead of real sugar this time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so he dissolved all the monasteries because also he liked spending that money, so he was broke. Yeah. (laughs) And Hyde Abbey was ransacked and destroyed, common with all the other religious houses. But where did the king's remains go? Okay, so they were going after all the, like, valuables in there that they could sell, but no
2: one knows...
1: King Bones is real valuable to sell.
2: Okay. Can you snort
1: those? <laughs> no, right at the pooper.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> especially the Crohn's disease one. You really want the Crohn's disease one. Just take the femur and shove so it right There's so many there. shit jokes <laughs> in, this, in this episode. This is the poop episode for sure. You started it. You brought up the Crohn's disease. Poop
1: episode.
0: So... <laughs> so the tradition in the town, though, stated that the graves of Alfred and his family were not disturbed, but unearthed and pilfered later. During the construction of the town hall in 18, er, 1788, the uh, vicar reputably bought the bones, but they recently did radiocarbon dating to the contents of that burial. And they're like, yeah, no, this is the 14th century. We need older, older shit. Okay, so not these bones were not it because they were not old enough. Yeah. So then they turned to bones in a storage box in Winchester City Museum that had been excavated from Hyde Abbey in the 1990s. The, bo- the site that they got them from were where the tombs once were, and it's now marked by stone slabs. Archaeologists have announced that the radi- radiocarbon dating uh, from a fragment of a human pelvis excavated at Hyde Abbey is very, very likely to be that of Alfred the Great, or his son Edward the Elder, or the brother of King Edward, Ethelward, who are all buried at the Abbey. So good to know that the normal kings got on the throne. Normal named kings got on the throne. The bone fragment belongs to a male between 26 and 45 who died between 895 and 1117. And the individual had originally been placed to rest at the Abbey's high altar, which is really, really significant because you're like, you don't bury anyone there. Yeah, and it sounds like the age uh, the and stuff doesn't Doesn't quite fit what would be Alfred. It's in the range so we know it's someone in his family we just don't know exactly who but if it's possible to extract DNA from the pelvic bone it's hard to find another uh, DNA source although German scientists have analyzed the skeleton of Alfred's granddaughter Agnes Magbird, Germany to get DNA but that proved unsuccessful and they're trying to do further excavations to find more veins to Determine if that's them. Okay. So we still don't know where the bones yeah. are. Yeah, so it sounds like we're still
2: spinning around trying to figure out where these bones are.
0: Yeah, and it's really just at this point the they've been buried for so long and everything like everything has its time, so the DNA isn't really fresh. And so it's just a question of finding someone they can f- confirm from his bloodline, like they try to do with Egdith but they just can't get that match or get that a strong enough DNA profile. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, and they're dealing with super old bones, so I'm sure there's only so much you can do.
0: Yeah, and this is how they determined, like, uh, the two kings, I think it was, like, a year apart, they found two British kings in car parks underneath them.
1: Yes, that does keep (laughs) happening.
0: Put it under the (laughs) freaking purgo or whatever. (laughs) Which, if you think about how weird that is, you're like, I parked there every day. I parked on a really old king. Yeah, you're like
2: somebody who made, like, real strives in history and i just like put my fucking kia on
1: top of it I mean, do they even have kias in britain i don't even know yes they have the ford focus yeah. they have kias
0: i mean richard the third that's a whole debate on, on, on if he's mean, got a kia no <laughs> and whether or not he was making strides or if he killed his nephews but he did still. both <laughs> he did both with the kia he killed his kids with the kia oh my god they had kias back yeah then? dang i didn't know that's how the War of the Roses was won with Kias. It's just a horse with a Kia brand sticker on the side of well, it.
1: Well, this episode taught me that we're all just going to end up a big old pile of them bones.
2: Of just bones. Pretty much. Just in the ground. And then someone's going to park their spaceship on top of it and be like, whoa, that's kind of neat. And then they're going to fucking throw us in a fire.
0: Pretty much. Listening to Allison. So do you want to do you want to tell them where to find you
1: guys? Oh, yeah. In case you uh, if you liked our interjections and obnoxiousness, you can find our podcast on your favorite podcast app or aggregate at Marble Orchard Podcast. We cover the murders and mysteries of the American Southwest We do everything from fucking disappeared people to fucking aliens to fucking dead folks. So if that sounds like something you'd like, please check us out.
2: And nothing that's this old because No, because the American Southwest was like
1: (laughs) Native Americans only.
2: It wasn't there. So this was this was interesting to find out because I I know about this stuff, but that's because
1: I listen to something called the British History Podcast. Very good podcast, (gasps) also that covers stuff like this.
2: That's not on my radar because I don't I don't know history for anything. You're wearing
1: an Ireland shirt right now. Your shirt literally says (laughs) Ireland, and you don't know what we're talking about. Yep.
0: And he went to Ireland to get his crones fixed, and it didn't work. Big fan, big fan. (laughs) (laughs) So next week, guys, we'll have a new guest. I don't know who it is yet. I'll probably be recording it tomorrow because I overcommit to recording. But it's not us. Bye. Mystery guests. Mystery. Bye-bye. That's. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah,
2: you that's just fun. have a giant Excel sheet that says, like, let's do it. Bye. Hey, it's Natasha Turney from the Det Nation podcast, where I interview everyday women who own their stories. I've talked to military veterans, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, fitness gurus, single ladies, and many more. My goal is to talk to as many different women as I can on issues that are important to their story and hopefully yours too. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at brodetnation. Nation. For more information, visit my website, www.brodetnation.com.
1: Welcome to the promo for the Marble Orchard Podcast, the weekly podcast that explores emerging mysteries of the American Southwest hosted by me, Prickly Pete, and my co-host,
2: Faye Daniel. And we're not just another true crime podcast, we also discuss history, unexplained events, and
1: local monsters. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast listening app.
0: Well, to Domesticity, we're available on all podcatchers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to help spread the word, or just force other people to listen to it. Our Facebook and Twitter are at domestic podcast and our instagram is at the cult of domesticity we also have podcast merch at threadless uh as well if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation we have a paypal tip jar and a patreon which has some pretty great perks any topic suggestions feel free to email us at domesticpodcasts at gmail.com remember to stay domestic and cult free